0: We've had uh, this lady on a couple of times. Very interesting what she writes about in her books. And her latest is uh, Maggie Dent's Boy from Boys to Men.
1: Maggie Dent is on this morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Your first book is one of the most read books in our house because I've got three boys. (laughs) But um, my my dad came over and read your book and he couldn't stop sobbing. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, it was just so beautiful and it's how... I would have wanted to be raised as well.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really big thing. And, I, you know, you know I wrote it for mums so they could understand boys better because we don't have, you know, external genitalia and we don't think the same. Mm. But um, Don't you? <laughs> oh, my God, no. you're teaching me something, Maggie, no, right here, sorry. right now. <laughs> but when, um you know, I did a podcast with uh, Sarah Kanoski and I talked very much about how men told me stories they'd never told the woman they'd been married to for 40 years because they were still really frightened that if she knew how bad they'd been and, that, and the thing was so minor that they'd been shamed mm. so badly for it, they thought that she wouldn't be able to love them. Mm. Right. Wow. Because so, that's what we were doing to boys. We're hitting them, shaming them because we thought they were tough. Mm. Yeah. And of course, what we know is no child is tough. Um, we do know boys have a higher muscle layer, which means they also like to move a bit more. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, and that's what, what is so beautiful is when men are able to realize that how we've, you know, that those who had that tough sort of stuff, we need to know it's not okay. You can erase awesome men without hitting them and hurting them.
1: And I would say it's messages like that. It's been unbelievable. But do you know, here's one for you, Maggie, that I've taken from your book that is so true is um, don't wait at the school gate after school exactly. because boys have something about them where they need to do number twos. So like right. when you pick up boys, yeah. it's yep. like, make sure you go, hey, do, yeah. you, need to, do you need to leave now? Because yeah. they get all nervous when you're staying at school gates, which girls, for some reason, just don't have the same
2: issues. That's part of the sensitivity because... Um, we actually know they've got more; they're more susceptible to gut problems because yeah. that's where a lot of their anxiety is buried underneath it. Um, I call it "when the poo was due." So you can imagine my house I had four sons <laughs> yeah. and two toilets. So, and I was a teacher, so I often took them home. Oh my god, the diving for the toilet was just one of the fun bits of my day. Yeah, right. I I think um, it's
0: hard, and because I have an eighteen-year-old son. And our rela- we, we're very close. We were closer when he was little, but we hit a patch in his teenage years where we used to fight lots, Maggie, like lots yep. of arguments and stuff. And it wasn't until recently that I realized I wanted him to act like a man, um, be growing up, but I never treated him like a man. I still treated him like a child. And it, does your book cover some of that stuff off? Because that's a really tough patch to go through with teenage boys.
2: Oh, and it's really... So when we realise, often you get triggered too because of how you were treated at the same window when you were a bit confused. Mm. But what we know is that um, with the brain pruning, the hormonal changes, the physical changes, what happens is a lot of, you know, they they just get a bit thick. Like (laughs) they forget stuff, they get more disorganised, and then they're really wanting to beat up on themselves. And then dads and mums want to step up to remind them, right? And therefore they feel like they're always getting growled at, nagged at, whatever that, no one's there saying, hey, mate, this is what happens right now, but it, it gets a bit better. Mm. So your boy's coming out of that really crazy window, gradually growing a bit more what we call myelin, which has, <laughs> helps his brain think a bit better,
0: oh, thank you but you that. do
2: realise the prefrontal is, <laughs> the prefrontal, the final stage of the executive brain is not finished for boys. Until mid twenties to twenty seven, um, and that's with loving guidance from good parents and good lighthouses. Mm. Makes when, it
1: sound like you shouldn't date a guy until they're twenty eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're a lot of fun sometimes. Can't they? <laughs> <laughs> really? What's the um? What's the
0: <laughs> What's the difference in females? How when does their stop?
2: Yeah, twenty two to twenty three. Because right. girls are actually already ahead two years the whole way through, and there's a biological reason for it. But that's why they go into puberty earlier than boys. Mm which is why 14, oh, my God, as a teacher of 14-year-old boys, uh, the slapping, the grunting, the stupid <laughs> antics, the farting in class, the calling out, um, and the girls are going, when are they going to grow up? Mm. Yeah. Well, around 16, there's a bit of an evening out and they don't look quite so stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, I follow you on Instagram, Maggie, and you post some beautiful photos of you know your four boys and how proud you are, but you also mm-hmm. post some beautiful photos of their partners, mm-hmm. and I always want to know, you're like the mother-in-law. Is <laughs> Have you ever not liked him? Because that's like my biggest fear of not liking their partners.
2: Oh, look, it's really interesting. And this is something that as a mother of only boys, one day they're going to find a woman who has qualities of you. You look at yourself going, oh, God, I didn't used to do that. Oh, gosh. So in each of the beautiful four mummies that I've got in my life, one of them's yet to be a mummy, uh, as daughter-in-laws I finally got people i can sit and talk about recipes and makeup and hairy legs and you name it i finally got (laughs) women in my life and i love them and the best bit i suppose is i own all my muck ups all my cock ups all my failures as a mother and so they actually feel quite safe well i think they feel quite safe uh, we're partial to the odd size of bubbles and we love to go to shows so i kind of got daughters later in life Mm.
0: That's lovely. Well, speaking with Maggie Dent, she's got a book out, From Boys to Men. Um, it's a great read. Y- you said um, that you, you wrote it so that mums could understand um, their boys, you know, and, and, and how different they are. How important do you think it is? Because I think this is something we should still focus on as well, is um, how much in this book is for men to read so that they can help raise good men as well, because, because I think that's a really yeah. <clears throat> important thing these days, that strong men and, and good men should should help boys and, and teach them how to be better.
2: Okay, so from the, the latest book is for mums and dads, so Mothering yeah. Our Boys was for mums. So this one is, there is a specific chapter for confused daddies, and there's one for cute confused mummies, but the whole book, when you understand what's going on as an adolescent on this journey, um and I interviewed and uh, surveyed over sixteen hundred men. The hunger for their dads that came through in that survey was profound. However, it was a hunger for a dad who was connected, who was a bit warm, who yes, needed to be firm. So they weren't hungry for a, a tough dad. Mm. And they all of them in that in that beautiful survey said, Now I know how to be that dad and I'm being the dad I wanted on that journey. So again, it's it's a it's a beautiful calling and I've got the voices of boys and men all through the book because I didn't want to be a woman writing about how to go over the bridge to manhood. Hello, I might be part bloke, but I wanted to have it valid. <laughs> oh no, my boys will tell you, seriously, I fart worse than they do. I'm a terrible bloke. Um, but it was very much, I wanted to make sure their voices matched up with my experiences of teaching, counselling, raising them and having a house full of them. So... Um, and also, there's an audible version, so that's the other bit. Dads, tell me, there's there is still some dads who love reading, mm. but most, you know, there are more podcasty. Listen to something in their head. So mm. I think this is. And um, there's there's dads have already read it or listened to it. Have said to me, "Gosh, if only I'd known that, then I wouldn't have been so hard on myself." Yeah. Mm. Um. On that journey, and also I I understand now my son, and even I understand my daughter a bit better because some of the changes apply to both.
1: So is that, to, to be an amazing dad, in saying that, you kind of need to be more in touch with your emotions.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we noticed um, is that some of the dads said, I, I just go straight into my own dad. Mm. Yeah. Because us females are constantly assessing every single thing all the time about how we speak, how we hear, what are people say, we review our childhood, we review everything over and over and over again. Well, guys don't tend to do that as much but they go back to an automatic, you know, biographical version of how to be a dad. So how to be a good dad might be different to what he had. But what we've got now is the most amazing shift in dads and fatherhood where they've got dad walks, dad groups, men's groups, Mm. fatherhood projects, you name it, where men are able to sit around going, this is what I'm struggling with, guys. What are you doing, you know? So we are now starting to evolve into being, I believe, the dads we want to be rather than the irrational one that, probably made impulsive choices based on something from his childhood.
0: And then I think in in that as well, because motherhood has changed so much as well, you know, women are working more, providing and doing Mm -hmm. a lot more, then that way hopefully there's support for the mothers.
2: Ah, Look, I call it team parenting. Seriously, it's, it's not, you know, the traditional roles, which is very tricky sometimes. That, that when the caveman flips back into his biological drives, instead of realising that women can kill a lot of deer too. Mm. God, um, yes, so they it, can, Maggie. <laughs> 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 Thank goodness they can. Yeah. But, um, and I think that's, you know, the only thing that they're dropping the ball a bit is that guys don't tend to be as wired up for having the house quite as tidy. Mm. Um, and the to-do list, again, we've got to sit down with mummy's to-do list and go, what else can you do off my to-do list? And we need to do it as compassionate, wise human beings, not you should, I need to, you know, that sort of stuff. It's very different running a home today and open communication is really the secret to having it work.
0: Really uh, inconvenient for me that you didn't have daughters because I could really use your help.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I've got granddaughters. I'm really good at the moment, right up to about five and a half. Um, And I could, you know, seriously, I still am female. I did counsel them, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that, I find them so much harder <laughs> to decode and understand. So I'm going to stay with my part bloke boy boy brain.
1: <laughs> Maggie, we, you know, celebrate International Women's Day and us girls get together and, you know, we talk about things that we're proud of to be a woman, which rightly so. Mm. But you've written something about the book, which I think is really important, is that we seem to shame a lot of men. And even, you know, not just little boys growing up, but I mean like even men in the workplace sometimes get shamed for being a a man because it's not proud. Uh, You shouldn't be proud enough to be, you know, masculine these days.
2: Yeah. So what we're doing is gradually dismantling the old man box, which said there's only one way to be a man and that's tough, you know, out there, you need to be an alpha male, you need to be competitive, you need to love sport, you need to – so that box – once again, had some messages which weren't helpful and they are still kind of around a bit that shut down every all your feelings because that's what men do. Men need to deal with their own problems they don't share them and men need to be stoic. So, as we're dismantling that, so then the other side of it was the same time that was delayed that we made dads on TV look like buffoons or idiots. So can you see we're shifting mm. some social conditioning? Um, that's not, it's not an easy thing to do because yeah. I sometimes are in early childhood and I can hear a female teacher um, speaking way more harshly to the little boys than the little girls because she thinks girls are weaker. Well, in actual fact, they're not at that age. So can you see we're shifting into a state where we need to go, it's okay to be any form of man you are as long as you're not hurting anyone else in the world. If you want to be a sensitive, artsy dude who wants to play music and not go and, you know, watch the rugby, you need to be accepted as okay like that too. Yeah.
0: We spoke about it um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Abs, you brought it up about the middle child. And, you know, that is the middle child <laughs> actually uh, a thing? They're always the louder one, always, you know, get, get up to a bit of mischief. Do you, in your experience, do you think the middle child is actually a thing?
2: Oh, there definitely are influences of birth order. I'm the fifth of six, and I was a very loud middle child. Um, <laughs> because, Hello, what about me? Um, but we I think it's more temperament, guys, is that you can end up on my spectrum of rooster or lamb. So if you end up the feisty, highly spirited, energetic girl or boy, you'll give any parent a nightmare. And if you're the sensitive, gentle child who's very thoughtful and caring, it's a little bit easier to parent you. And they often like sleeping. Mm. So there's definitely a, 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 a calling for that. They'll go, what about me? That was the favourite line of my third son. Um, he, you know, probably could do with a bit of therapy around it, but, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> you wrote a book for him, Maggie. You know, you want to make other people better. So. <laughs> but then once again, you know, the oldest child is often the one most driven. You know, there's a really high percentage of firstborns that end up lawyers.
1: Yeah right. right. Mm-hmm. How We're weird is that they're all the uh, the presidents as well. Presidents of the yep. USA, I think, have always been um, firstborn. Mm. And my my oldest is a lawyer, and he was practicing from about three.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I've just realised one of my cousins. He's one of four boys, the eldest lawyer. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Bloody hell. God, our survey is just 100%. Yeah, you nailed <laughs>
2: it. Let's not ask anymore. We're done, we're
0: done Finn's going to be a Don't lawyer. Ask anyone
2: else. That's yeah. good yeah. for us. <laughs> he loves debating, so yeah. I was like, why yeah. not? Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, our parenting shifts a little from our first, where we're like all over them, like, yeah. you know, and then mm. we gradually get what I believe a little more healthy, um, some say slacker, and we treat them <laughs> with a little bit more benign neglect, which is actually really good for children mm. to be able to step up and be their own leader and their own person. I think it's, it's definitely all, all, every day, like I said, every day is a different day in every home. And I think I, today's parents are just so hard on themselves, I believe. Way oh. hard on themselves. They think they see that a meltdown in the shopping centre is a sign of a lousy parent, whereas it's developmentally completely normal.
1: I'm glad you said that because my third boy, <laughs> I generally walk over him when he has a tantrum <laughs> yeah. and the other yeah. boys are like, are you going to take him? I'm like, he'll follow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So in a moment, you. we'll just make sure he doesn't run on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's um, in a Westfield, it's and, and in about a day's time, I might have a chat to him about what that particular thing might have been about. Because yeah, right. in the heat of the moment, so this is one really interesting thing that if everyone, parent, can listen to this, or everyone in a um, heterosexual relationship, when women or females get upset, the limbic brain fires up with upset, which is exactly what it should do, mm. and then the word center fires up next. And in boys and men, it's the limbic brain fires up, the amygdala fires up, and then it's the body. Right. And the brain centre doesn't activate for quite a period of time afterwards. So when we say, what did you do that for? It's impossible for them to pull words out of there, but yeah. they may kick.
1: So don't talk to them at that time?
2: No, no. So don't go into the red room. When there's a red room, we're allowing it to calm down so hopefully not hurt themselves or anyone else or the world around them. Mm. But the word centre may even be 24 hours later when they go, gee, I'm oh, sorry I kicked your mummy. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not talking about violence, but I still have no, that no.
1: same um, a theory because I grew up with brothers and I still have yes. that with them and I still have it with my husband. So if they're angry yeah. about something, I'm not going to talk to them. I never say what's no. wrong. I come back no. hours later. Yeah. you so learn that and that's,
2: that's kind of one of the drives. Boxing bags, yes. go for yes. runs. Go for runs. Yeah. Mm. So my challenge was when I got, I'm upset and angry. I'd go for a walk. The boys still laugh about it. So if I only went for a ten minute walk, things weren't too bad. But Mum was gone for more than half an hour. Man, let's clean up. <laughs> <laughs> they clean the house. They do the dishwasher. She, she's gone for an hour. Man, let's uh, mop let's the, the floors. Homework. Mop the floors
0: next. If she's not back in an hour, the car. We're cleaning the car. <laughs> Uh, Maggie Dent the book is um from Boys to Men every time we speak with you there, there's so much in it for every parent and I highly recommend getting on onto this book it's such a pleasure having you on once again thanks for coming on Thank you all very very much cheers Thank Any of this you is Maggie Dent here at B105